It is a great honor for me to be with you tonight. Indeed, we come uh, from the United States to serve you, the people of Lebanon. We come humbly as servants clothed in the garments of Jesus Christ. We come to wash your feet. And so we are praying and believing God that this will not be our last time here in Lebanon. As we have already seen, God has opened many doors already. So we believe that we'll be coming here again and again and again as the Lord would lead us. What has happened and what is happening in your nation has caught the attention of the world. But if there is anyone remaining who does not know what is happening in Lebanon, we are going to do our best to make it known so that the world will begin to pray for Lebanon. And if we pray in faith believing there is nothing God will not do. How many of you believe that tonight? We serve a mighty God. I want to thank your pastor for bringing me here. Uh, he took us out two days ago to minister at the borders. I'm sure you don't need me to tell you this, but your pastor is a general in the spirit. He's a general in the kingdom of God. He is a man of vision, he's a man of order, he's a man of precision. And if I was in Lebanon and didn't have a church, this is where I'd want to be. I'm excited to see where God is about to take your church. Believe me, despite how things may look right now, the best is still to come. You believe that? Say amen. Shout hallelujah. Ah, glory to God. Well, um, my wife Sherry is with me tonight. Um, I won't ask her to come and give greetings because she's not feeling well. She was very brave to come to Lebanon with me. And I told her, now you know the food there is different. She has a struggle eating food outside of our country. She has a struggle eating food even in America. So since she has been here, she has not eaten much. 
So it's starting to affect her a little bit. I'm just the opposite of her. I eat everything. <laughs> uh, she sleeps well, I eat well. <laughs> I also want to thank you for receiving us, your nation and your church for receiving us. Of all the doors that God has opened for us since we've been here, the doors of the church is still the best. And so I'm grateful to be with you tonight. Hallelujah. I want to share uh, briefly with you tonight from the Word of God. I was up very early this morning, not able to sleep. Because the Lord began to bother me with this Word. And so with all the strength that I have tonight, I'm going to give you what God has given me. And I'm going to simply trust the Lord that this is the word of the Lord for this house. Amen. Amen. Tonight I want to speak about a victorious Christ and a triumphant church. I know you guys already know that he's a victorious Christ because this is a triumphant church. I could feel the Spirit of God as I walked in through these doors. But when the worship began, I began to sense the presence of God in this place. I also caught some of the words of the songs you were singing in your language. You clearly know that Jesus is awesome. But there are a lot of churches who don't have this revelation of Jesus Christ. There are many people who believe in a small Jesus and a big devil. And God has given me this message for the church today. Because it is time for us to begin to reveal Jesus for who he truly is. It is quite the opposite of the perception that now exists within the church. We serve a great big God, a victorious Christ, and we have a small devil that's under our feet. If you already had that revelation, give God some praise. I want to use tonight as a starting point the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verses 12 through 14. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12. 
Verse 11 says, day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices. Which can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, and since that time he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Let us pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Your word brings understanding to the simple. We open our hearts and our minds tonight to receive your truth. Let your anointing fall tonight. Let yokes be broken tonight even as your truth goes forth. In Jesus' name we pray and for your glory. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. I forgot to tell you, this is very important. My beautiful wife and I have been married for 34 years. We have five children and 13 grandchildren. <laughs> And my wife serves as the executive pastor of our church. We have two campuses in my area and a few churches in different parts of the world that we oversee. Amen. If it wasn't for her, I probably would have done something stupid already and end up in prison. She's a brilliant woman and an excellent partner to have in life. Amen. So let me talk a little bit about the church and this message that God has given me for you. The writer of Hebrews wants to make two things clear in the text that we just read. One, that the victory of Jesus over the evil one is complete. There is nothing more that Jesus needs to do. His victory is complete. Amen. Amen. And uh, the second thing is this. His victory has made every one of you who believe in him and follow him complete. 
Եգրորդ բանը անիգայ է, որ Հիսուսի հաղթանագը ծեզմ է ուրականչուրըտ, որ գահավադակ իրեն և գհեդևիք իրեն գադարյալ, ամպողջագան ըրած է։ Կոմպլիտ մինս դետ դեր իս նտինգ մոր դետ Uh, one of the things I wanted to tell you tonight that from heaven's perspective, you and I need to see the posture of Jesus as it is right now. Jesus, the Bible says, is sitting down at the right hand of the Father and he's just relaxing. He's, he's not pacing up and down heaven like this. He's not scratching his head. He's not worried about anything. He's sitting down and he's waiting. He knows what happened and what is happening in your nation. He sees all the people running here and there, some leaving, some trying to figure out what to do, but he's just sitting in his throne. And God wants us to take a look at Jesus and take the posture that he has taken. But even in the midst of what seems like confusion, what seems like hopelessness, Jesus is resting and he wants you to rest. Even though fear is gripping the hearts of many people, Jesus wants you and I to look at him and rest as he is resting. Because his victory is complete, you've been made complete, and all you need to do is look at him and love him. But the Bible says he's not just resting, he's resting in anticipation and with a hope. He's resting in the hope that his church in this day and in this hour will rise up and conquer. He expects nothing but total victory from the church. The Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says he's waiting till his enemies be made his footstool. That is the work of the church. That is what we have been called to do. It is to bring every enemy of Jesus Christ and his cross to his feet. So he can have a place to rest his foot. How many of you hear what I'm saying tonight? And so there is no task that is too big, no challenge that is too great for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Çıga kordzma vorshad aveli medze çıga mardaharavermi vorshad tjvare Jesus Kristos yegeresinamar. I came to tell you tonight that Jesus believes in you. Jesus sees you as an unstoppable force. That's why he can rest because he knows that you are going to conquer. You are going to complete that which he has sent you to do. So I came to tell you tonight, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of anything. But I want to address something tonight that is a real problem for the church. There are so many people today that are consumed with fear. Every time something happens in the world that's a disaster or we have a storm or we have a war breakout somewhere, people become afraid. They begin to fear that the world is about to come to an end and Jesus is going to come or the Antichrist is going to come and the, all kinds of things begin to happen in their minds. I remembered when I came to the Lord back in 1980. There was everyone on the radio telling me that Jesus was about to come any day now. It's over 40 years and we are still here. And there are people who decided not to go to college, not to build their business, not to dream, not to plan for the future because they thought Jesus was going to come any moment now. And even before that, people abandoned working for the Lord in the way that God intended us to work for Him. We gave up on the mission that God has called us, amen, is to redeem this earth because we thought God had no more interest in the earth. We gave up on the mission to redeem the earth because we thought God had no more interest in this earth. And we became preoccupied with one thing that is to escape the Antichrist and go to heaven as quickly as possible. But God does not want us to fear anything, even the Antichrist. Jesus believes that his church can overcome because he is already overcome. Jesus told his disciples, he says, in this world you are going to have tribulation, but he says, don't worry, I've overcome the world. We know this, but we forget when we need to remember it most. 
I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. I'm just reminding you these things because this is what the Lord told me to do. But the question is, why does the church always seem so quick to get overcome by fear? In particular, why is the church always so preoccupied with this Antichrist and always react in fear when they hear about the Antichrist? Do you know that there are people in America who uh, move out of the city and into the country and build cabins because they're planning for the day when they need to take a stand against the Antichrist? We're talking about Bible-believing Christians. Is that the posture that we need to take when we hear about the Antichrist? Isn't it rather the posture we should take is one that we should run to the problem and save as many people as we can? I remember September 11th when the towers fell in New York City. I stayed in my living room and watched this thing happen with tears streaming down my face. I was perplexed. I didn't know what was happening. And I felt fear trying to creep up on me. But I remembered a prophetic word that I had heard only a year before that. That prophetic word was given by a woman named Cindy Jacobs. And one of the things that she said was she described the disaster in the word. She said, God does not want you to run away from it, but God wants you to run to it. And so I quickly gathered myself and I stopped crying and I got dressed, I got in my car and I drove into the city. It was only two days after the towers had fallen. I started calling pastors and leaders around the city and organizing and picking them up in my van and bringing them to the city because people needed us. People were more desperate than us and they needed to see the face of Jesus Christ in us. If the stuff that they're saying about Antichrist is true, then Christians need not to run, but to rescue people, amen, if such things are true. We need not to be trying to preserve ourselves, but we need to rescue others, because how many of you know we are already going to heaven? Yete, 
Եթե ներին մասին բոլոր քրվածները ճիշտ են մենք պիտի բայց չէ փախինք աշխարեն մենք պետք է աջաբարենք երթանք աշխար շատեր փրգենք որովհետև մենք արդեն գիտենք որ երկինք պիտի երթանք չէ Let me give you a quick teaching tonight about this antichrist so I can change your mind Ներին կամ հագաքրիստոսի մասին բզիկ ուսուցումը դա մի մա որբեսի ձեր միտքը փոխեմ First there are two kinds of antichrist Երկու դեսակի հագաքրիստոսներ կան The one that is in the Bible that John teaches us about Աստվաշունչի մեջ Հովանես Արաքյալին սորվեցուցած ները կամ հագաքրիստոսը And the one that we have made up Եվ երկրորդը որ մենք շինացենք The one that we have made up is a man that is so full of the powers of hell that he is either Jesus is equal or to some people even stronger than the Christ Մեր հնարած ները կամ հագաքրիստոսը այնպիսի մարդ մն է որ այնքան հզոր թիվային ուժեր ունի որ կամ քրիստոսի հավասար է կամ քիչ մնալ ավելի է թեր զորությամբ In fact every bible teacher that i hear talking about this antichrist always says this You don't want to be here when this guy comes Ամեն ասվաշունչի ուսուցիչ որ լսած են որ ների մասին ուսուցիչ ուսուցում գուդա վերջավորության գսե եւ որ ас մարտը հայտնվի պիտի ճուզե իր աշխարի վրա լալ Have you heard that yourself լսած եք այդպիսի բան And as a result the blessed hope of the church is that the church can only hope that Jesus will come and rescue them before this bad guy comes Եվ եկերեցին երանելի հույսանի գայ որ նախ կան աս չար մարտը կա Հիսուսկա եւ փրգեզինք հանե աշխարեն Because that antichrist is almost greater than Jesus Christ Որովհետեւ ատ հագաքրիստոսը Հիսուսեն գրեթե ավելի զորավոր է That antichrist is so bad even God's people have to run from him Այնքան չար է որ նույնիսկ ասո ժողովուրդը պետք է փախչին իր մե But here's the antichrist that John taught us about in the Bible Բայց դեսեք Հովանես Արաքյալ ինչ կսե ներին մասին ասվաշունչի մեջ։ And understand that John is the only one in the Bible who teaches about Antichrist։ Եվ գուզեմ ասիկա գիտնակ, որ Հովանես Արաքյալ միակն է ասվաշունչի մեջ, որ գխոսի կամ գուսուցան է ներին կամ Հագաքրիստոսի մասին։ We have taken scriptures from Revelation and Thessalonians and we try to put them together to make the same person, but John is the only one who teaches about Antichrist. Մենք հինգը դագարանեն կամ Թեսալոնիկեցին ու նամակեն հատվածներ կամ համարներ կառնենք փորձենք այնպես մնել որ ադիգան ներն է գսկսին զինք նկարակրել բայց իրականության մեջ միայն Հովանես Արաքյալ ներին մասին գխոսի ուղագի օրը Listen to the apostle John it, it will do you good Դեսեք ինչ կսե Հովանես Արաքյալ վիդեո օկտվիկ ասկե The first mention is in 1 John 2:18 and he says Առաջին նշումը Հովանեսի նամակներ են առաջին նամակին երկրորդ գլուխ 18-րդ համարի մեջնև հետևյալը գսե He says dear children գսե որտիակներ He means us այսինքն մենք Dear children որտիակներ He says this is the last hour and as you have heard the antichrist is coming even now many antichrists have come this is how we know it is the last hour Վերջին ժամանակն է ու ինչպես լսեցիք ները պիտի կա եւ արդեն շատ ներեր եկած են Ադգեգի մանանք թե վերջին ժամանակն է So the first thing we need to learn from John's perspective is this Ուրեմն Հովանես Արաքյալի տեսագետն առաջին բանը որ պետք է սորվինք հետեւյալն է This is 2000 years later after he said this Աս խոսքը Հովանես Արաքյալի գողը քրվել են 2000 տարի հետ կապրինք մենք He said you have heard that antichrist is supposed to come գսեթուք լսեցիք որ ները պիտի կա But I want to tell you many have already come Բայց ասեմ ծեզի գսե որ շատ մներ են արդեն Where did John hear this teaching 
Jesus taught them before he left. I'm going to show you what he means. First John 2, 22. He says, who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Messiah. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. So two things John has taught us so far about the Antichrist. First, it's not a person, it's a spirit. And there were already many in the world. Now he tells us that Antichrist is anyone that denies that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Because if anyone denies that Jesus is the Messiah, he's also denied the Father who sent him. Stay with me. This gets really good. Then he goes on in 1 John 2 and 22. I'm sorry, I read that. He goes on then to say the next reference in 2 John 1 and 7. He gives further explanation. He says, I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone into the world. And any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. He said, watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for, but that you may be fully rewarded. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not make them in, take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their work. Now I want you to understand, John is explaining to the believers in Asia Minor, who were his disciples that he was mentoring and teaching concerning the things of God. And, and John is exposing the operation of the spirit of Antichrist. So let me, let, me, let me stop and explain what is happening now. John is simply letting them know what Antichrist does, that he is a deceiver. A deceiver that works through false religion and false ideology. 
գսե մոլորեցնող մնե որ գկործե սուտ գրոններու կամ սուտ քաղաքապարապանություններու միջոցով It would be someone that says we also believe in Jesus but we don't believe this or that about Jesus like you we have a further revelation Այսինքն մեգն է որ գսե այո մենք ալ Հիսուսի գավադանք բայց ոչ ածեւով որ դուք գավադակ մենք հավելյալ հայտնություններ ունինք Beloved there are many people like that still in the world Սերելներ այսօր ներգայի աշխարի մեջ շատ մարդիկ կան այսպես կխոսին կամ այսպես կսեն Many false ideologies and religions and pockets of people who make themselves into teachers and go around taking believers out of the church because they are not established in the word շատ մը վարթաբերություններ կան մոլորեցնողներ են երբ մարտիկ մարտոց գահամոզենք ուզեն իրենցքով գանչել մարտիկ որոնք հաստատված չեն ասող խոսքի մեջ During John's time in the first century there was a Jewish leader named Serinthus Ուրեմն առաջին տարու ընթացքին Հովանես Արաքյալի ծառայած Ադեն Գար Հրիամը who was a very persuasive man and who had led many Christians away from the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Որ շատ համոզիչ մարդ մներ եւ շատ մքրիստոնյաներ Հիսուս Քրիստոսի հավատքեն մոլորեցուցած կամ հերացուցած էր։ He did not believe that Jesus Christ had a physical body because of Greek ideologies and philosophies. Անչեր հավատար որ Հիսուս Քրիստոս իրական մարմնի մեջ եկավ աշխար որովհետեւ լեցուն էր լեցված էր հունական փիլիսոփայություններով Those beliefs taught that what is from the earth or that which is physical is evil and that which is from heaven is spiritual and good Անգսորվեցներ որ ամեն ինչ որ աշխարեն է մարմինի հետ գաբունի չար է եւ ամեն ինչ որ երկինքեն է փարի է And so if Christ was from heaven it was uh, a paradox that he could be a spirit from heaven and have a physical body because the union of evil and good in one body did not make sense according to their beliefs Ուրեմն իրենց ամոզումներուն համացան ինչպես վիդել լար որ Հիսուս որ երկինքեն գուկավոր փարի է չար մարմինի մեջ վիդել լաս երկուկը հագարակ են իրարու այսպես բան չի գնալալ գսեին And so they went around teaching and it made sense to a lot of Christians. Եվ այսպես սկսուցան այն եւ շատ մեր քրիստոնյաներ դրանպանոր են գավադային ասոր։ And they left the teachings of Jesus Christ to follow this man. Եվ գծեքեն Հիսուս Քրիստոսի ուսուցումները այս մարտուն հետեւելու համար։ This man is one of those people that John is referring to. Այս մարտը անոնցմե մեգն է որոնց մասին գխոսի Հովաննես։ When he says antichrist is the deceiver Երբ կսե որ ները մոլորեցնողն է։ He was talking about Serinthus. Գխոսեր այդ մարդուն մասին։ And those who followed him. Եվ բոլոր անոնց որոնք հետևեին իրեն։ It might interest you to know that one third of every Christian in the early church called themselves Gnostic Christians. Առաջին տարու եկեղեցվում մեկ երրորդ հավատացյալները իրենք իրենց Gnostic-ներ այսինքն ճանաչողական քիդուչյան հավատացողներ They believe that they could be followers of Jesus and followers of this teaching about Christ that was not biblical. Անոնք գավադային որ գրնային լալ Հիսուսի հետևորդներ եւ նույն ադենաս մարդուն ուսուցումներուն հետևորդները, բայց ադիգա ասվաշնչական չեր. That is what John considered to be an antichrist. Հովաննես այդ ծեւի մարտիկը ներ համարեց կամ հագա Քրիստոս համար։ Not a global leader or a politician. Ոչ թե համաշխարային ղեկավարը կամ քաղաքական գործիչը։ But anyone who teaches false religion and deceive the people of God. Այլ անոնք, որոնք սուտ վարթաբերություն գսուցանեն եւ գխափեն աստո ժողովուրդը։ So there are many spirits of antichrist still operating in the world today. And the devil has succeeded in two ways. Եվ անոնք գահաչողին երգուց է ով։ One he has distracted the church focusing on waiting for the antichrist. 
Meanwhile, there are already many Antichrist who are taking the harvest from the church. He has us looking in the wrong direction and at the wrong things. The second way that he has succeeded is this. He has caused fear to come over people in these days in which we are living. Brothers and sisters, I came to tell you tonight. Jesus is sitting on his throne. And Jesus has one simple posture. He's waiting with patience and anticipation. He's waiting for the church to become realigned again with the true gospel of the kingdom of God. He's waiting for the churches to preach the gospel that exalts him and exalts his victory. He's waiting for a generation to arise that know who they are and that they have already been made complete in his victory. A generation that will rise up and possess the land. So here is why John says these words in 1 John 4 4. If you have ever quoted this scripture before, keep quoting it. It's a powerful scripture. But John quoted this scripture in the context of teaching the church about Antichrist. And he said, he said you dear children, you dear children, Think about it. John is telling children, here's what he says. You are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So John is saying even a child in Jesus Christ has enough power in them to overcome the Antichrist and to step on the devil's head. Even a child, he said, you little children, you, he says, greater is the one that is in you than the one that is in the world. It's not about you, it's what you are carrying. How many of you know you're carrying something tonight? You are are carrying the Lord Jesus Christ. You are carrying the Lord's vision and anointing inside of your bosom. You are carrying wisdom and strategy that only heaven can give. 
Wisdom and strategy that will overcome anything in this world. And for that reason, John says, greater is the one that is in you than him that is in the world. There is no devil in hell or no antichrist of any kind that is greater than what you are carrying inside of you. I don't know about you, but that makes me want to give glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will tell you this and I will close tonight. If you look back at the church in its early stages, there was only a few of us. Jesus started with 12 humble men. But those 12 humble men are now 2.8 billion people around the globe. And experts believe that Christianity will continue to lead the way even as far as 2050 will still be the world's largest religion. And I believe they are correct because the greatest is still yet to come. When Christianity started, there was no way it should have succeeded. But God had a plan. In, in what took place in the early church is proof positive of the greater that is in us. The church overcame persecution from the Jews and from the Romans. And still the church grew. The church went to Ephesus where Diana was the goddess that ruled and reigned over that region. And God used the Apostle Paul to break that spiritual stronghold and usher in an open heaven where the church began to flourish in Ephesus. And throughout history, the church flourished even in spite of persecution. The church has overcome all kinds of ideologies. The spirit of Antichrist in the first century. And the church is still here. Islam arose in the 6th and 7th century and persecuted many of the Christians that had already begun to follow Jesus, but the church is still here. The church has survived the, the philosophy of atheism and modernism and still the church continues to grow. Because what Jesus said to those children in the first century, he's saying to us today. There is no challenge that you face now as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter how overwhelming it may seem. 
the challenge of what will happen to this nation. None of us knows the answer at this moment. But we know who holds the answer in his hands. I came to tell you tonight that the greater one that lives inside of you is going to stir many of you up to do great exploits in these days. Many of you will go out as your pastor will lead you to plant churches in different places. And we lead great congregations. Many of you will have ideas in, in the world of entrepreneurial uh, and business, and God will bless those ideas. So that the church will lack nothing it needs to further the cause of God. Many of you will have ideas and inventions and ideas for businesses. God will bless those things. Because this is the hour in which God is positioning the church to harvest. So all of the shaking that's going on around you is not so that you should fear. But know that God is simply positioning the world for harvest. He's looking for some brave people to partner with. Some who will fear nothing and no one. Some who know that the one who lives in them has already overcome. Come on, clap your hands and give Jesus praise. I want to pray over you. I want to leave an apostolic blessing in this house. I want to thank the Lord for your pastor and his wife. I want to encourage you as a church to continue to flow with them. This man hears from God. I want to ask you to trust them and continue to serve willingly under their leadership. And there is nothing God would not be able to accomplish through you if that is your commitment. Now let me just pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for this house. Thank you for the visionary leader that you've called to lead this house. I pray the blessing of favor upon him. Supernatural favor even beyond that which he's been walking in. Supply every need, O oh God, I pray. 
Give him vision for the future of this house. For these trying times. Even for the changes that are about to come. Let him see in advance, Lord, the strategy that you're revealing from heaven. And lead him to success in the name of Jesus. Bless every family connected to this house by way of covenant. Let them lack nothing that they need. As they continue to support this vision. Now God, I thank you that you release upon them a boldness. A spirit of boldness upon everyone in this house. In the name of Jesus, the boldness of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The face of the lion, hallelujah, receive it now, receive it now, boldness, hallelujah, to stand and to roar in the name of Jesus, and to not be afraid of the winds that will blow, boldness to believe God and to take new territory, in Jesus' name I pray, if you receive it, say amen, God bless you tonight.